Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skin on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And we are back after like a... I don't think we've done this most of the years we've done this podcast. We had a summer break. We just... We built that in. We got our... We went to, you know, the coast. We got our... Got our, we recuperated. We took a big long holiday, and now we're back and ready for the season to start. At least when it comes to the Premier League. Beamer, how you been, man? I've been good, Bone. Yeah, we've uh, usually we have like a planned summer break, right? Where we're just doing all these things, and we're on vacation, and we're going places, and the soccer world kind of stops spinning for a little bit, and that's why we usually take our summer break. But this summer break has been just because I don't know why. Like, I went on vacation one week, you would go the next, and then we would just kind of like miss each and then the whole new thing about the new show. So my timetable is all messed up. So it wasn't on purpose. No, we didn't it wasn't. forget about it. It just it wasn't gonna happen. I think everybody should know about this podcast. Barely anything we do is on purpose. So if something <laughs> if you see something, you're like, why did they do that? It's like, well, I just know it's probably not on purpose. That's probably how that went. But we are here now, we have lots to talk about. Uh, and by the way, Beamer, yes, congratulations on Morning Juice. It's exciting. It's the beefiest show on our sh- on our radio mm-hmm. station Super for sure. Beefy. Lots of beef there, but good stuff too in the morning. So six to nine a.m. Check out Morning Juice every weekday. Yes, you heard that right. Live and local morning show right here on the fan. So make sure you're listening. If you haven't checked it out yet, you have to go do that. Uh, so what are we ta- what are we talking about today? We're going to talk Premier League. That's starting up again next week. That was quick. We went from no Premier League to having summer Premier League to then that ending and then right back to Premier League again. Liverpool barely gets to even enjoy their run as champion. And now they've got to be defending champion after like six weeks. So get ready for that. We'll talk. You know what? That's fine because they don't deserve to have a long enjoyment of that. So I'm cool with that. (laughs) I figured you would. I figured you'd be fine with that. Uh, Bayern wins the Champions League. We'll get into that. This uh, Lionel Messi guy, there's a little conversation about him possibly Mm -hmm. leaving Barcelona. So we'll get into all that and more. But first, we're going to start off crew last night, uh, or depending on when you're listening to this, Wednesday night, they were able to defeat the Philadelphia Union at Moffray Stadium, one to nothing. Lucas Zellerion with a second half goal, took a deflection, but it went in. So who cares how it got in there? It got in. Uh, The crew are sitting atop the MLS standings, and we are in September. I know it's a weird year because they've only played like nine or ten games, but the crew are sitting in supporter shield position in September. That's I think that's a notable thing to bring up here, even though it's still a lot of games left to be played. Yeah, I think it's exciting, right? I mean, you look at this team and you look at the way that they played down in the bubble. Obviously, the heartbreak against Minnesota and what that was and going to penalties and it's just that was bad. That whole situation. They get out of the bubble. They win a game, and you're like, "Boy, this team is going to be fantastic. They're going to be good. That's great." And then all of a sudden, like they can't find a way to 
to score a goal, which was weird. The way that they were designed, you thought that they had some more offensive firepower, and they just couldn't break through. And last night against the Philadelphia Union, they ended up doing so. Lucas Zellerayan, he's proving to be an unbelievable acquisition. And then getting Aloy Room back as well was really, really big. So even though you've only played a handful of matches, Bone, it's better than being in last place. I mean, it's been a wacky season, but still, first place is anything, and you will take it right now. Yeah, yeah, you certainly will. And you bring up a good point because Aloy Room was phenomenal last night, and I think he is going to be a difference maker, has already been a difference maker for this team when healthy. So having him on the field I think is good for – like I don't know I don't I, I'm not I don't know the analytics on it I'm gonna say he's good for at least like half a goal a game so like every two games there's a goal that probably should have been scored against your team and I think last night there were probably one or two goals that if he's not in net I don't know maybe maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't work out the way it did for the crew last night but he was great and I hope that he can you know stay healthy and be on the field for this team because yeah it's great to have a solid rock back there like they had with Zach Steffen before him uh, so you're going to need that if you're going to do anything in the playoffs or otherwise. One other thing I noticed, because Caleb Porter's been talking about how they need to play quick, because as you've seen, Beamer, their teams are just packing it in now and trying to snuff sure. out everything in the final third, which is what you do when you have a team like the crew that are pretty dominant in the midfield and have guys who can be dangerous inside the final third. You then make it tough to do anything inside that final third, and you try to push everything out wide where I don't think the crew are quite as strong because up the middle, you know, Nagby to Zellerayan, you know, uh, and, and then obviously Jossie Zardes, like you've got a pretty great spine going up the middle of the field. So they want to get the ball out wide to players that, you know, Pedro Santos good, but he's not the same player as Lucas Zellerayan and Luis Diaz. He's He's been good. Yunus Mokhtar has been okay. Actually, Mokhtar has been pretty good, I think, but it's just trying to get all of those players to be at the level that the guys in the middle of the field are. And I think that's the struggle that they have. But one thing I noticed last night, playing quick was what they want to do. I'm watching this game and Beamer, I've watched hundreds, possibly over a thousand crew games. I don't know how many games have been played. Well, I'm saying, I don't know how many have been played at Moffrey stadium in their history, but I have for sure watched hundreds and hundreds of crew games. If not over a thousand, I have never recalled seeing the grass as long as it was last night at Moffrey Stadium. Like, maybe it was just what I was looking at, but every pass seemed to, like, peter out just right before it got to the guy where it needed to. So everyone was, like, a step behind getting the ball, at least from the crew. I don't know if they were just tired legs and they weren't passing the ball as as well as they usually do, but on my view on the, on the TV, I promise you, I was watching this, it almost looked like I could see... It looked like Northwestern grass to me. It looked like watching see, Ohio State play fine. Northwestern, and it looked... <laughs> thick and lush and that is not good when you're trying to play fast that's not normal for crew stadium usually it's a slick turf and it's about you know it's like putting on a putting on a green like it's that level of you know trim down grass and i didn't think that's what we had last night well i also hear you're walking right into my wheel now we're talking about the firmness of the pitch Mm. or, you know, the the length of the grass on their bone. Like, this is what I live for, right? Like, I have plenty of friends that are agronomists across Ohio and across the country and who are superintendents at golf courses. So if we really want to get down to the nitty-gritty, we can absolutely (laughs) do that. My next-door neighbor, Eric, he follows the, like, message boards from the crew, like superintendents, from the greenskeepers, and that's how he keeps his yard. He literally does everything that they do, and therefore I do as well. 
And so it's amazing. So if you want to talk grass, we can be like Snoop Dogg and do that all day. Yeah. You know, I love every kind, right? I mean, we're talking about golf course grasses. We're talking about football grass. You know, I love to mention the slow field at Northwestern. And especially now when it comes to this, I'm all in. We could do just a podcast about grasses. Yeah. Well, I mean, you lost you lost the show that mows, but now we could be the podcast that mows because I mow and you mow. <laughs> Yeah, but my grass, unfortunately, it it suffered a bad. It's not woken up from its summer slumber. Let's put it that way. We got a lot of rehab work to do this fall. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. I just something I noticed as I was watching, and I thought, man, that does not look right. It looked at, at the very least, the crew still look like they're playing a little slower than they want to. Let's just leave it at that. Hopefully, they can pick that up. And this weekend, when they play FC Cincinnati in another Hell Is Real matchup, hopefully it goes better than the last one, which was a just terrible game. Bunker. Yeah. Ugh awful game hopefully it's better this time but 1500 crew fans are going to be in attendance at Moffray Stadium watching live soccer there were friends and family at the game uh against Philadelphia but this will be the first one that fans have been able to attend so if you're going be safe but but I hope you have fun yeah if you're going to the game I think you have a bunch of things to look forward to number one wear your mask number two socially distanced because that shouldn't be too hard to do because it's a damn big stadium. Number three, have fun because that is going to be amazing. The fact that you get to go watch a live sporting event is fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about it, and I hope that everything works out for uh, the crew on the field, and I hope it works out as well for the fans off the field, the ones that are getting into sit in the stands. And for those of us that aren't, we wish you guys that are going nothing but the best and hope that uh, you guys are loud and that you can make an impact. So Sunday night, 7.30, you can catch all the action, of course, on your local Fox Sports affiliate, but you can also hear the action on the fan. And uh, yeah, that'll be a good time. 7.30 Sunday, crew need to get another three points and build that lead at the top of the MLS standings. All right, let's uh, switch gears here. Let's talk a little bit about what is happening around the world of soccer. Lionel Messi, uh apparently wants out of Barcelona. Did you yeah, ever think you would been, see the day that that would happen, Beam? Yeah, so the wild thing about Messi is that he's been at Barcelona for his entire damn career, right? So he goes from Argentina, he then goes on to Barcelona, saying, all right, well, that's fantastic, great place to go. Starts off with their seaside, gets all the the beachside. Then all of a sudden, he's playing for the senior side. He's about 17 years old. He's playing next to Ronaldinho, all the legends. And then he's gone on to become the greatest soccer player of all time. I mean, I know there's debate between him and Cristiano Ronaldo, but still, both of those guys, unbelievable. You look at Ronaldo and the way that he's bounced around from place to place. Okay, that's no big deal. When you look at as big of an icon as he is, there's one thing that always resonates above the rest. Him in Barcelona shirt. You can talk about his failures in Argentina. They don't have the people around them. Okay, you don't succeed at the national level. You haven't won any major trophy. There is nothing that he has not done in club soccer to put himself on the mantle of the It's just bonus, pretty jaw-dropping to hear everything that has come out. He was supposed to show up for a testing protocol. He didn't do that. He said, I didn't even consider myself to be on the team. They flew his dad in from Argentina. And this thing is an mess right now yeah some of your audio dropped out there but overall like i agree like that that shellacking they took from Bayern is gonna go down historically as maybe the game i, I know it's there's way more to it than that but maybe the game that broke up the barcelona and Lionel messi alliance forever 
I mean, that could have been just how bad that loss was. I know there's more to it, but if that's the way you go out, no one will want that. Um, that uh, that meeting you're talking about with Barcelona and Messi's dad, uh, it turns out that they met for more than 90 minutes, um, Jorge Messi, to discuss his, you know, his, his son's request to leave the club. Uh, apparently, they had yeah, a 90-minute meeting and no side made any concessions. I don't know, man. Is it weird that his dad comes over to help with this? I mean, I know his dad is like his management too, but just odd, right? That a guy who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars has accomplished everything you can on the soccer field and dad has to come. I don't know. It's just maybe I'm just sick of helicopter parents. I don't know. I I feel like I've heard a lot about them lately, so I'm a little annoyed with it, but yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. The the wild thing is though, right? I mean, you're Lionel Messi. If you want to tell Bar- if you want to give Barcelona the middle finger and say, listen, I'm out, like giving you all my years. I'm obviously in the back nine of my career. I'm slowing down a little bit. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. But you're the you're the greatest player of all time. If you don't feel comfortable with Barcelona anymore, you feel like they're lacking in a system that isn't giving you pieces and aren't continuing to do that. You have nothing to owe them. If you want to leave, then leave. And I understand that Barcelona, that they want nothing more than to salvage that situation. But if Lionel Messi wants to leave Barcelona, it's up to him. I don't care if he brings his agent in, his dad in, whoever. If he has made it up in his heart, he does not want to be there. There is no salvaging that relationship. Well, that's the thing. Because Barcelona is saying that they have a clause that uh, would allow him to leave the team early. But... He, that clause expired in June, and they say now he must see out his contract until June 2021 unless the buyout clause of 700 million euros is satisfied. Mm-hmm. 700 million euros, for what it's worth, is $837 million. What, what's not going to happen, Bone. Right. Nobody is going to pay that for him. No, Well, no one's going to pay that, but also I, I laugh at that because what is Barcelona going to do? You You're really going to say... When you could, you could move on from this guy, free up salary and all that, and then go buy other players to try to redeem yourselves from the absolute ass kicking you just saw in the Champions League. I know you're not going to replace Lionel Messi, but you could start to move on to the next phase if it's truly over. Or do you want to have a whole year where your star player is more or less sitting out, or if he is on the field, he's not, I mean, I'm sure he'll give his best when he's on the field, but I would guess he wouldn't show up. I would guess if he wants out that badly, he's not going to show up. So do you really want that for the next year hanging over your head that, yeah, we could be doing more. We could possibly be better, but we have a guy that we're just in a pissing match with right now and we're not going to let him get his way. The The club legend, by the way, who's brought us more trophies than probably anyone in the history of in your Barcelona. That's a lot to live up to. Yeah. Like, do you really want to let this go sour at the end or do you want to just say, all right, we're sorry it's not working out right now but we do not want any hard feelings down the road. It will be eventually in a few years, This will we will be beyond all this. But right now we are good. Go ahead and go. And no, we're not going to enforce this clause. We're going to use the money that we would be paying you to go pay some other people and try to be competitive and be good. They're Barcelona. They're going to be competitive, obviously. I'm just saying like, it, I don't know. It just seems stupid to put that clause out there like you're actually going to try to enforce that. I don't think they will. Barcelona would want to do the Lionel Messi on the roster because he's still undoubtedly one of the best players on the planet. But at the same time, 
what you have to look look to and say, okay, seven hundred million. Nobody can afford that. Look at everything that's happened. You know, with economies not here in the United States, literally across the entire world, nobody can pay now for Lionel Messi. Would he make that up? I don't know. I think there's arguments to be had that if he did go to Manchester City, that you would make your ROI on him, your return on investment. But at the same time, wouldn't the smart thing? We're going to waive the $700 million. Let's bring it down to, I don't know, an exorbitant 200, $250, 300000000 million euros. Wouldn't that be plenty that you're getting yeah, back from and, him? And you would get that. You would. For what it's worth, Barcelona has offered him a deal that runs through 2022, 2023. Uh, his dad and also his brother were there to in this meeting, and they all basically said he wants to leave, and Barcelona said, cool, we will not accept his transfer request. So there's no future meeting scheduled as of right now, and all parties are saying there's the next steps are unclear. This is are you really gonna let this go to his final year with Barcelona? You're gonna you're gonna have him just sit out a year. You're gonna deprive by the way, Barcelona will look even worse if he does sit of course out. They will. Because then you're gonna say, Okay, you've deprived the world from one year of Lionel Messi. You're really gonna do that? You're really gonna be the team that if we can't have him, then no one can have him. That's BS. And you're right. You would stand to make a king's ransom by transferring this guy this year. You you would make 300 plus million euros, I would bet, is what you're getting for him. Because teams will they'll make that back in jersey sales. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Manchester City, no offense. I know that that's not where you want to see him go, but like if they get I, him Hey, you know what? This is the whole we'll go into that next. <laughs> go ahead. If that's where if that's where he ends up going, think about how many jersey sales they will make. You'll sell that many in New York alone because all the New York City of FC course. fans will suddenly b- realize they're fans and they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm a Man City fan. I've always been because they, <laughs> they want to buy a, a Messi jersey. I mean, what are we talking about? Who I might buy one. When was the last time you had a chance to buy a new Lionel Messi jersey that didn't have Barcelona on it? Never. Never. It's historic. <laughs> but they'll, you'll make the money back just there. So, yeah, they'll make a king's ransom by transferring him. He doesn't want to be there. This is stupid. Why are we even doing this? If I'm Barcelona, see, I'm, I'm instant move on. Guy doesn't want to be here? Cool. Let me make sure you find a way out and let me make sure I profit off of it because then I'm ready to move on with my team and we're going to build the next generation and we're going to figure out what that looks like. But yeah, I don't I don't and see keeping also, him there. You need to pay back your back taxes that we helped you not pay. Like let's <laughs> let's just get Yeah, you can work that out. Just say, hey, under the table. <laughs> exactly, of course you can. Whatever's in the contract from City or whoever, you can get that on the record. Like, well, it's like 65 million on top of that because we helped, you know, basically not pay your taxes for you. So, anyways, so obviously there's only a handful of teams you can get to, right? You're thinking about, all right, Manchester City is probably the front runner for them. Maybe PSG, there are other teams, Bayern, that's not going to happen. Really, the one team you're honing in on is Manchester City. He has got a great relationship with Pep Guardiola. There's only a handful of teams in the world that can afford him afford that 300 plus million dollar transfer fee, euro transfer fee. But I will say this, my friends and I have long argued about this bone and have had this debate. I don't think Lionel Messi will be nearly as good as he is at Barcelona in the Premier League. Like not even close. It is such a different style of game. I will tell you that he will undoubtedly still be unbelievable. He will not come to score the goals that he did in Barcelona in the Premier League. It's not going to happen. 
it's a different game in the Premier League. It and is I, totally different. And I don't think that I don't think that Messi, if he was twenty six, I think I would have more optimism about his ability in the Premier League. And by the way, let's let's be clear. I don't think you're saying this. I'm certainly not saying this. Lionel Messi will still score double digit go- goals in the Premier League. He will still be one of the best players in the Premier League. Oh, un- undoubtedly. Will he dominate the Premier League? like front to back, start to finish, and be the best player in the league when he comes in at 33 years old, that is a tougher sell for me to believe. Not that he isn't worth the money and not that he wouldn't be a value to a team like Manchester City that's right there, right? I mean, if the teams that are going to bring this guy in, any team that's going to get him is going to be a team that is borderline champion so or, or already a champion. So whoever it is that you're getting to bring him in, that's a significant upgrade. But the question is not, will he be an upgrade for who you have? The question is, will he be the greatest player in the world in the Premier League? And I think you're right. I think it's going to be, he'll be one of the best players in the Premier League, but I think he's going to have a learning curve. And I, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what he would want to do as far as, let's say, year one, he's good but not great in the Premier League. Let's say he's really good but not great. Does that speed up his desire to then not be in the Premier League and then possibly go elsewhere, possibly kick in his rumored, if if he were to go to Manchester City, the rumor is he would then have a clause after a few years that lets him go to New York City FC to finish out his career in the States in Major League Soccer. I mean, I don't know. I wonder if, I, I can't see that, right? I can't see him saying after a year or two in the Premier League, no, I'm done, I want to go. Um, yeah, it's just, it's such a wild situation because it's, it's it, it all is about, what the player wants, right? I mean, what do you want as a player? And so for a guy like Lionel Messi, who has been undersized his entire life, he's been one of the greatest players of all time. Does he want to do that? Does he have any interest in coming over here in New York City? He's already made enough money. Like, he's good there. You know, he's one of the richest athletes in the entire world. He's already one of the biggest brands. He's one of the people on planet Earth one of the most recognizable human beings that we have ever had. And so you look at him and that's all up to him. Like if he has the desire to, to walk away from Manchester city or whoever he, his next team is for, if he feels like he doesn't want to compete for champions leagues, if he's not competing at the highest level, maybe it's not. So it's going to be so fascinating to watch, but I can't see him a year in bailing on the Premier League and coming to MLS. It's just, I, I cannot personally see that. I've, this may be my favorite podcast we've ever done because the entire like last half of it, you have sound like a transformer, and this is really good because your audio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I think we got most of what you were saying there. It's a hey, man. It's twenty twenty. My wife is a teacher, so she's on Zoom calls with like you know forty different kids right now, yeah. and I'm sure that hers is going out too, and she probably wants to punch a hole through a wall and hit me in the back of my head. Well, let's keep contributing to the non-education of our country's youth by doing more of this podcast. We'll take a break. When we come back. We will talk about a team that won the Champions League, one of Beamer's teams. He gets to he gets to finally have some joy in his life because they won Champions League. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. You can always follow us on Twitter at Bone Beam United. Love to have you joining us there. Uh, and we'll be a little more active on that too as Premier League season starts up, which by the way, it's next weekend. We're already <laughs> Premier League season coming back. Can't believe it. 
We have to. No, I can't either. I mean, we literally just finished that up. Like, I mean, it seems no less than two weeks ago that we just had our last Premier League game. Does I it know. not? And I mean, that's always the way the soccer offseason is, but this year even more so because it was just in July where it all ended and we're barely into September. We're starting it up again. Would have already been started if it was a normal year. So, yeah, quite the short season, but good to have soccer back. I'm not going to complain. All right, so let's talk about your boys. Bayern Munich, they got it done in the final against PSG. They win the Champions League. And you were someone who was saying, as we were talking about it last year, watch out for Bayern Munich. The whole year in the Champions League, you were basically saying, they're just cruising along, kind of no one's talking about them. We were all up and down on these various teams, but you kept bringing up that Bayern Munich is just hanging around there, just doing their thing. And sure enough, they got all the way to the Champions League final and did something that we we should talk about more, just how dominant Bayern Munich has been over the last, well, I was going to say two decades, but really over their entire history when it comes to the Champions League in Europe. I mean, they're they're as good as any team out there. Yeah, they're just, they're giants, man. They are, you know, they put together that team so good. Their back line is unbelievable. Manuel Neuer is still the wall. They get one of the best midfields in the entire world. And then their attacking strike force is so hard to stop. Like Thomas Mueller is still unbelievable at what he does in playing the game. Serge Gnabry is great. David Alaba, one of the best center backs. Alfonso Davies, one of the best players in the entire world. And then, oh, yeah, one of the most clinical strikers. And, the, I mean, maybe one of the best strikers the game has ever seen. And Robert Lewandowski. They're just so damn good all the time. They should be considered one of the best teams of all time, this year's Bayern Munich team, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't disagree. They they are a dominant force, and like you said, they've got tons of talent that's been there forever like Mueller, and they've got guys who have played the game forever at a high level, and, and then guys in their prime like Lewandowski who still just, you, you think, all right, is he going to, he's not going to score more goals this year, and then he does it again. He's just, you can't slow that dude down. And then they've already got the next young crop of talent that's already not just kind of on the fringes of being good. They are as good as anyone in the world, like you said, with Alfonso Davies, who I really enjoyed after the game where they showed all the celebrations and the videos. And then I think it was Drake that followed him on Instagram and he like oh, lost yeah, his yeah. mind over it. Cause it, cause what is he 19, 20 years old? Imagine like yeah. any 19, 20 year old that, you know, that listens to Drake and then, or any artist that gets that artist to follow them. If I was 19 or 20 years old, I'd be losing my mind too. But this guy is still so young in the game and he's won champions league. I mean, he, this is the level of experience that I'm really excited to see just young players that come over. I know he's from Canada, but North American players getting that exposure. I think that's just good for this region when it comes to soccer. I think it gives kids a lot to hope for. I think there are going to be a lot of kids in Canada who are more interested in the game because of Alfonso Davies. And Agreed. just like there are more kids in this country that will get interested in soccer because of Christian Pulisic, you know, and it's awesome to see that because you're right. That That is, uh, that's just an incredible run from this team, but it's incredible to see some of the young guys on this team who were able to help be big contributors on a team that won Champions League. So, but I agree with you. Bundesliga is not easy and Bayern makes it look almost like melted butter every time they go through it. It's pretty remarkable. They don't feel like they're ever in clear water. And when they see you have a breakdown, they're so good in making that clinical next step 
to put themselves up the goal. Again. They can play in low-scoring games. They can play in high-scoring games. They get everything that you need. And so it was a joy to watch them this year. I, I loved it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty interesting way that they wrapped it up. And, of course, they, they are as talented as anyone. And so guess who are going to be one of the favorites to win it again this year? <laughs> Gotta You can't stop Bayern, man. They're going to be right there. All right, Beamer, I think that's it for us this week. Don't forget, hell is real this weekend. Uh, next week, Premier League. Maybe if we can get it together, we'll do a Premier League preview next week. So stay tuned for that. Thanks again your for sticking guys, with us. Bone, your guys, your blues of Chelsea, spending some big time cash. Splashing it, man. They're splashing it. They're ready. And I'm ready to see Christian Pulisic get his double-digit goals, which I think are coming this year. I'm saying again, 15 for Pulisic in the Premier League. Let's go. That's happening. I'm ready for it. We will talk about that all next time on Bone and Beam United. Till then, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you soon.